We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, let me welcome all to the Mountain West Insider Podcast. It is the very first coach that we've had on the show, and we could not do this with anyone other than the man that made Field of 68 <laughs> what it is today. That is Coach Tim Miles of the San Jose State Spartans. Tim, you are, as of today, in first place in the Mountain West. Nobody in college basketball has a better record than you because it's impossible to be better than undefeated. 1-0, San Jose State. Timmy, what's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, again, again, here we are at the top. <laughs> at the top. Uh, at the top of the Mountain West, old San Jose. Here we Listen, go again. I, I don't know how long you're going to be there, but but enjoy <laughs> it while you're there, right? You wearing that Aztec shirt. I don't know if I'm even talking to you today. I rep winners. I rep <laughs> winners. On, Listen, last I checked, these guys were pretty good last year. And, They're pretty and, good. And honestly, like, it was good for your league, too. I mean, that that's the other part of what they did and how they did it, to me, was great for your league last year. Well, some of the rap on the Mount West, quite frankly, and even, you know, I've been in it twice, five years at Colorado State. And this is my third year at San Jose State. And that we weren't winning enough in the uh, going deep enough uh, in the tournament. And, and at the time, the first time I was in the league at CSU from 7 to 12, the Missouri Valley had, had really good runs. Northern Iowa had won some games. Uh, I think Bradley went to the Sweet 16, and and so and and then of course Porter took you know Loyola later to the uh, Final Four, and, and the the Mount West really hadn't done that. In fact, Utah went to the championship game, but as a WAC member, not as a Mountain West member, and so you know it was just one of those things that that it was good for our league, no doubt. We have a great league. And, you know, it just also tells you how special it is to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament that that a lot of things have to go right. And and whether it be matchups or luck or, or whatever it might be, because there are so many good teams once you get down and it's a one and done element, which makes it so exciting, too. But but it was great for our league. And, and I'm happy for Brian Dutcher and his staff. They're great guys and do an outstanding job. Yeah, the, yeah I think I every, think... everybody loves Dutch. I mean, that's the one thing I think. um there yeah, I believe different. he was on the Inside the Mind of Miles. By the way, I think you know you never had a podcast that created the the some real resolve for the field of sixty eight. He probably snubbed you like like many others. 
just the media guys. That's right. That's right. You know, Rob. No, well, I, what I was going to ask you, Timmy, is that um, I think part of what helped San Diego State on their run was that they didn't end up in that like 10 to 11 seed range. They were a five seed, right? And they still had to pick up some big wins along the way. But uh, it, it, to me, it just kind of goes to show the importance of games in November and games in December and being able to build up that non-conference schedule and being able to have a conference that has a good enough like net score overall where you're going to be able to get more teams that are five, six, sevens, as opposed to having a bunch of teams that have to beat those five, six, sevens to get to the, to get to the yeah. tournament. Well, and the other one you end up in is the eight, nine game. And you end up with that, you know, whatever the number is, you know, I mean, First of all, eight nines a toss up game every time, and the Mount West was ended up in eight nines forever. The, the two, so that was one thing. The second thing I think was the confidence building that when when San Jose or when when San Diego State just slid by San Jose State in the Mount West semifinals, <laughs> that had to be a big confidence builder for him too. That's when they, that's when Dutch felt good about him. He knew right. then he knew he could make a run. Then he's like, if we can beat you. those guys. Right, if he can outcoach Tim Miles, Timmy Miles is Spartans. Who has we coached, can run to this fight? Who has coached eight hundred career games now? By the way, I have. Yeah, you, you are now. Congrats! You have hit the top forty of active coaches in in, in wins right now. Did you yeah, know that? Well, I didn't know that. Thank you. Um, so let's get one tonight too. I got a game tonight to worry about. So I know now, that's the know. greatest part. We are recording this just hours. Before a monumental game against Bethesda, yeah, now, I don't. Is Bethesda from Maryland? Where California? The, where the are they Cal- from? California, North okay. California-ish. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. Um, you know, one of those clubs that that non-division one, yep. and you just you know, hope you go out and play well and try and get a victory, and everybody stays healthy, and then that's how you get to the top forty of active coaches. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tim, you uh, you you've been at the non-division one level before, right? Yeah, been at the, the Mayville State, level. Southwest Minnesota State, even NDSU was Division two for a few years, and then you took them into Division one. They were mid-major. You won a game with them. Um, you've been in the Mountain West before. You've been in the Big Ten. One thing that Goodman's kind of been beating like a drum over the course of the last four days is the start of college basketball season and how it's not. Uh, there's not enough buzz. There's not enough pop. There's no like excitement about opening day. We just kind of like limp in and then, oh, by the way, you got uh, San Diego's. Uh, I'm sorry. You have St. Mary's playing New Mexico. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know what? There's games going on. There's been games going on for three days. You've been to the different levels. You know, the different needs that each of those different levels have. Uh, how would you fix it? And does it need to be fixed? The start of, of the college basketball season. So Every team is different. Younger teams need to grow and develop and learn how to win. But with the COVID years and older teams and the way teams are older and kids now are foregoing pro careers because of the NIL deal, college basketball is older than ever the last time. Now, certainly with COVID, that'll get a little less. But I think with NIL, you're going to see teams get old and stay old, especially in the transfer portal. So to support the argument, there should be more marquee games early. I would say that, yeah, now is the time traditionally you, you know, always kind of had a new team. You, you know, you were always kind of building and trying to figure it out. So you everybody's really got a new team now, Tim, everybody's got a new team. Yeah. But the difference is obviously what we just said, which is like, I have five freshmen 
right? Because we have no NIL though. And, and for other teams that, that, you know, can bring in, you know, guys, they're bringing in experienced guys. So I, I do, I, I do think, you know, whatever happened to the champions, cl- you know, classic and. They moved and, it back a week because of voting day. And now what I'm told is Calipari doesn't want to play it the first week again. He doesn't? No, no. And he's running that show? Well, you would think, right? <laughs> yes, likely. likely. It's not John Shire running it, trust me. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you know who's running it, right? Always. So, you know, the road goes through uh, uh, Raleigh. The road goes through Lexington. And, and, and so we know that all of these events, you know, I think tonight, New Mexico, St. Mary's, great mid-major plus, plus game, right? But West Coast. We're, so, hey, we're, you know, look, look I just want everyone to know that was Timmy Miles that said it. We did not say it. We do not view the, the Mountain West or the WCC as a mid-major here on the Mountain West Insider Podcast. That is our official stance. We're planting our flag in the ground. This is not I a mid-major Tim. league, Tim. It's no, not a mid-major how league. how many as you put, it's high major. It's high major basketball. Yeah, I mean, right. there's no doubt about it. <laughs> I mean, it's major college basketball. That's right. So That's right. so getting back to your point, I, I don't disagree with you guys. I know for me, five freshmen, I'm only playing nine scholarship guys right now. I'm down two starters. I want to ease into this. And uh, taking Irvine made me want to vomit for a month straight. <laughs> uh, but we we managed to, you know, slip by. Now we've got a non-division one. I feel a little more comfortable about still worry about a thousand things. Then we go play at Texas Tech. And then we're in the Virgin Islands, Paradise Jam, because I like to get sun. So when you look at these things, I think, that coaches don't love the very the marquee matchups right away. But if you're building like on, on our level, which is major college basketball, and what Randy's doing and Richard's doing by playing an important game like that early, I think are really, really important. And we all need those things. My problem is is Randy, who's got a top 20 team, and I love him and I respect the hell out of him, playing Stanislaus State. Yeah, yeah, Stanislaus. Like yeah, so I get that. I get opening night. I understand what you're saying, and um, but but you know, normally, and like I thought, Nico Medved playing Louisiana Tech that was, you know, pretty ambitious opening schedule. Our schedule against Irvine, like I said, I think there are some some guys that have done it, uh, but at the same time, you know, it might take an event. You know, like the the old Gavit games at the Big Ten. We knew we were always going to play that early. We had the Big Ten ACC Challenge. You kind of knew you had, to, and then you were going to have an MTE. So you were taking a buy game for the opener. You weren't. You were going to take somebody small because you knew you had this week. You had that. Two weeks later, you're going to travel and have that coming back off that. You wanted a, you know, a, a smaller, uh, talented, you know, smaller school. And, and Doster, Doster. I just like remember. I, I, I just, just remember I, Doster uh, one year at the Big Ten tournament uh, that I had given Timmy Miles the the cupcake award when I went through all the. the the rundowns of, of the top non-conference schedules and the worst non-conference schedules. So I had given him the cupcake award. So he, he actually brought me a cupcake. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm big That's 10 media. So, That's and I ate it on live TV too. And so um, uh, do an interview. Spending, Wait, you brought uh, him the cupcake and then you, and the cupcake on, that you brought him? I'm good. Yeah, I ate it. Yeah. So, so, so I just spit on him on live TV. So it, it worked out well for everybody. I do like I just want to recap what's happened in this podcast so far. We found out that uh that you are nervous about playing a game tonight, even though you're here talking about spitting on Jeff Goodman. We learned that uh Goodman is blaming John Calipari for everything that's wrong with college basketball, which you know, shocker. And Goodman just threw Randy Bennett 
of St. Mary's under the bus for wanting to play a home game and not having having all the high majors afraid of actually going into that building and playing him. So this is uh and by the way, Jeff, and you're exactly right, Rob. So Jeff, like I asked everybody in the West to, you know, for uh openers and stuff like that. Hey, I'll come UCLA. You said, and it was no, 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 no. And there's nobody telling Randy Bennett that they're gonna play him. Right. Like there's no, you know, and but, the Mount but, but West they should. Been- but they should because, to be honest, Randy's got a really good team. It's only going to help their, their net. It's not so, going to hurt them. Yeah, you know it just I mean? hurt your feelings a little bit. Yeah, whatever. Like, again, I understand it 10 years ago, St. Mary's. If you're playing a men, it might be a little bit different. I think now everybody's got the respect that if you go out and you're, I don't care, Purdue, and you play St. Mary's and you lose, it's not like everybody's going to look at you and go, oh, my God. The, the, the sky is falling. You just lost to St. Mary's. No, that, that's not going to be the case. I think I think Purdue is the wrong example, given everything that's happened with that program in the tournament the last three years. You just keep stepping in it, man. You just keep stepping no, in it. See I what happens? It. Tim, you leave the field of 68, and this is what it I got to deal with. It falls apart. All right. And, so and it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and he's right, wearing so, a medium T-shirt. He doesn't even have the right size on. Look how tight it is in his shoulders. <laughs> He's always got the uh the like the the chicken neck going. There it is. How's that? Better. Yeah, get a new get a new Better. shirt, Goodman. Um, Tim, I do want to ask you about your team, and I want to talk a little bit about what yeah, you. Yeah, let's talk about me for a second. Yeah, yeah. We know you like that. <laughs> you got you got five freshmen. You mentioned you were down two starters, um, and you still go out and you beat a really good uh, UC Irvine program that is consistently contending for. Uh, league championships they've been in the tournament recently a couple years um who impressed you like who who did you get uh, i know trey anderson at 19 you got 17 um out of the the, the Gorner kid Quarter. yeah your your point guard cardenas at 11 to 7 like what who who did you get a performance out of that you maybe didn't necessarily see that coming we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, that's a good good question. I think William Hoomer did some good things as our backup center. Um, uh, Adrano, I was really hoping you were going to say the head coach, but. Well, <laughs> you know, there's natural assumptions in this world, you know, and uh, so I, I, I just kind of bypassed it. So as you look at that, I think that our, our center play was, um, you know, we, we got good looks and you need to, you need to be productive against Irvine because their size is so good and what they do. And so I was happy with that. We, we're going to rely on those four guys, Myron Amy Jr., Alvaro Cardenas, Tibet Gorner, and Trey Anderson are going to have to carry us. We need to get Rob Bihola, our starting center, healthy. He's not there. Garrett Anderson, who started for us at two guard, we need to get him healthy. DJ Sykes, we need to get healthy. Those young freshmen, Ricky Mitchell, Latrell Davis, Pasha Gadravi, somebody's going to have to be ready to be one of those complimentary guards for us. Um, we either that will be tolerable. We'll be okay to watch, you know, um, you'll stay up late and say, well, I'm glad I did that. You know, um, if we don't, then you'll go to bed. Do you, do you feel much better though, after this game? Because I know going into the season, you're a little nervous. I mean, you're a nervous guy anyway. Uh, but after that, that opener, do you feel a little bit better or is it still like, Hey, you know what? I, I still don't really know what to expect yet. Yeah. I like to call it like anxiety, guilt and fear more than just a little stress or nervous. So, so, uh, you know, I grew up Catholic, so fear, worry, doubt is what, where we live. And, and that's what made me a good coach. I think because Tom Izzo taught me that if you don't live in misery, you're not much of a coach, yeah. right? You, you he need does to that be, well, he does that yeah. well, doesn't he? He does. And, um, and, and as you look at this, I don't even know what question you asked, but I'm just going to give you whatever answer. How much better you feel about your team maybe today oh, than yeah, you did five days ago? Yeah. I, I I do. I, I felt better after we scrimmaged uh, Arizona State in that secret scrimmage. You know, it ended up in overtime. Trey Anderson fouled out with six minutes to go. With a we had a six or seven point lead, and then you know, so tell one it taught me the value. Of, uh, you know, really, he's a a real important factor to our to our team. Second of all, I feel better. You know, winning makes you feel better. But at the same time, you know, John Wooden in his book, Modern Basketball Principles, you know, I mean, you, you can't have delusions of persecution and illusions of grandeur. Right. You just find out, OK, that was a test. We were we were not favored in that game. When I looked at Ken Palm, he had, you know, they had him winning by two or three points. And uh, I'm sure those other folks just uh, east of us uh, and a little bit south had it even by even more, I'm guessing. It, but to overcome that and find a way to win, I think was great for our guys. And tonight will be good. And then Texas Tech will be a huge test because they're tough in that gym. And 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 I feel better about us. We need to get healthy and we need a lot of stuff to go right to go out and win 16, 17, 18 ball games. Well, uh, how how does a win like that build confidence for you, group? Right? You know what it's good for? It's no, that's great. And it does build confidence. The guys, because the guys that are sick of hearing that Omari Moore is not walking through that door. 
who was the player of the year in the Mount West last year, right? And and they but and they're also worried, like, okay, where are we going to get our scoring? Where are we going to get our go-to stuff? And you have to figure that out. And those four guys I talked about earlier, those four guys have been with me three years, are going to be the guys, and then we're going to have some emerging guys too. But why that win is really important. It's important for the Mountain West to get multiple teams in the NCAA tournament. Totally. That that's what the deal is, right? And and really that that's why uh, that bottom half of the league that quite frankly, San Jose state has been a bottom half of the league team and the bottom of the league in the Mount West for nine years uh, to, for us to raise the level of the league, we have to do our part. And and that's why that win was important. Well, that's what you did last year, right? I mean, that was yeah. huge for you guys last year is again, like you said, if you can have the bottom winning games like that and the top avoiding upset losses, that's, People don't understand how important – I think people in the Mountain West do who follow the Mountain West because they've been dealing with this for years, how important November and December is. You try to tell people – I understand teams can get better. Unfortunately, that's not the way our system is built. No. With, no the with, with sausage is made now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. People don't want to hear it, but it, but it's true. If you don't win in November and December, you can be great in February as a league, and all your teams could have gotten much better. It – does it matter? No, not with the net, not with, you know, like I think uh, Bruce Rasmussen said it. Remember, it's like a golf tournament. Every shot counts in every round, whether it be the first round, the second round or the final putt of the final day. I, I think that's a good yeah. thing, though. Uh, I don't think that's a bad thing for college basketball. No. I mean, everyone, the, the great equalizer is that you can get to the tournament and you can be a five seed and make it to the national title game or a four seed like UConn and go out and win a national title. But I think that it's good that there are actual ramifications for what happens in November and December because you don't want it to just be March. You want people to actually be like, okay, San Diego State is going to Lubbock. They are playing Texas Tech. It is a Sunday. It's 2 o'clock. A lot of people are going to be watching football, but you kind of got to keep an eye on that. You got to pay attention to it. Like, we got Nevada heading up to Washington on Sunday. You have San Diego State playing BYU on Friday night. Tonight, about six hours after we finish recording this, you have New Mexico playing St. Mary's. Like, you want those games to be something that people want to tune into and watch because they actually have significance, unlike the uh, exhibitions that were played in October that Goodman loved. There's no question about that, Robbie. And you're right. And I think we all agree. We're all saying the same thing. And I think it's a great thing. And and I, I just think I know it's what we need to do to help our league. And and hopefully we can be one of those, you know, last year, quite frankly, we're two buckets away from being an NCAA tournament team. And people look at me like I'm crazy, but we lose on a last second shot uh, at at uh, Boise and we lose on a last second free throw at Utah State to lose by one and, and two. And, you know, we win those games and, and do our – like we already had more quad one wins than than teams that made it to the NCAAs at larges, and we didn't make the NIT. You know, we ended up in the frick, and 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 I was happy to end up in the CBI for these guys, but but you know, like the margin of error is so small on every one possession, and and that's why you know it's cool, and we have a lot of games, and 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 you have to consider that, but but I still think our system can be improved. Because right now, you know, we have a quad that doesn't even exist and it hurts you and it's quad three, right? And, you know, quad three games are the worst games you can play. And we kind of fall into some of those, like a team like San. So, you know, I, I think that we can still tweak the system to make it better. I, I think we should maybe divide them into thirds instead of quads. 
you know, because you have your low end quads, but I still think there's that top part of the third, third. They're already set, you know, they're already talking, they're already splitting the quads and halves, right. you know, when you talk to committee members. Yep. So they already know that, you know, this part is good, but this part is better than you think. So it tells me if we're already quartering our quads and we have too many, you know, I, I personally think we should get rid of the quadrant system because like, if we're being honest, if you're comparing winning at home against the number one team in the country versus winning on the road against the number 75 team in the country and saying that those are comparable victories, what are yeah. we doing here? They're not, Yeah, it's not even no, close. They're not. And, and I just, I think that they did a good job, not just completely relying on the RPI. I mean, when we, I think when I was at Colorado state my last year, we, we were like you gave the hell out of it, man. You were, I, I remember we, someone like the played, whoever had played. the consistently highest RPI, you know, it was it miles. miles, Colorado. Hey, State. You know, we played, had somebody we played, had to be in charge to that schedule. We, it was not no, miles, it was me. We played a non division one, and then I and I scheduled the game short. And my athletic director at the time comes, Why aren't we playing all the games? I'm like, You think I want to go to Northern Iowa or <laughs> 300s? No way, dude. Just don't play the game, you're way better off for it. And it was funny. It was good, but but you could do that. You can't really game this. Although there, you don't know what you're gaming, Tim. You don't even know what you're gaming because there's well, that's no. Just it. They're a little right. bit in love with Ken Pomeroy, you know, and his computer. And I don't know. I mean, like it's. I mean, it's a little bit. Yeah, I like Kenny and all, but but his computer kind of aggravates me. Yeah, we all love pom poms, but but yes, I, I agree. All right, let let's get to um, the San Jose State program and kind of what you've been able to do since you've been there. And obviously, when you took it over, it was kind. Of, it, let, let's be honest, uh, it was one of the 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 toughest jobs, one of the worst programs. Um, Jeff, yeah, Jeff. Period. They call me coach. They call me coach FEMA. I only take over disasters. <laughs> so, all right, tell me how because the. The great thing about you is you are a, a really good coach and you're a great salesman as well. And you bring energy, which is, I think, the perfect fit for a place like San Jose State because they needed that energy. How how has that been for you to try to connect with the fan base and get them excited, especially with last year, with the success you had kind of out of nowhere last year? Yeah, so that's your job, right? Is to is to kind of revive things and try and connect with people. And and this is probably my greatest challenge because we're in such a, you know, a busy part of the world with a heavy pro sports culture. So many cool things to do. I mean, I remember my son came out to see me a year ago. It's two years ago. We took off at eleven a.m. after practice. We went to a redwood forest, spent an afternoon there. Then we drove up Highway 1, had lunch uh, Oceanside on a beach in Capitola Beach, drove up Highway 1 and went to a Golden State Warriors game and saw Steph Curry get 45. And I said, uh, Gabe, this would take us three years in Nebraska to get all this stuff. <laughs> and we did it in 12 hours. So, I mean, it's a cool place. But how do you move the needle? How do you capture people's attention? And, and really, you just tell your story. You're right, exactly right, Jeff. You get out and, and you play golf with people and you hang out with people and you go to the local pub and have a cold drink with somebody and, and just spend time and tell them about what your vision is and where you want this thing to go and how we can do it and how they can impact winning and get the students involved, right? And, and I think that's really important. I've seen more and more of that. I think, you know, the very first year we still had COVID restrictions in Santa Clara County that we had, you know, attendance restrictions. So that was a mess. We were coaching a mask, doing the whole thing. So you throw that one out. And then last year, 
I was a little disappointed we didn't have bigger crowds with, you know, the way that it was really a special season that you way. You got to start, Tim, you got you got to get back to the old school and go out to the dorms and start knocking on doors. I don't think you're going to give them Bud Light or, or anything like that because they're a little underage at the dorms, but maybe so something else, maybe some candy or something. Just roll a keg <laughs> up to the frat houses, Tim. Roll a keg up to the frat houses. You're right. Good. <laughs> I want to keep my job, guys, okay? I, I don't Imagine. want to go back to the media world and revive some struggling Field of 68 type of endeavor <laughs> and try and breathe life into it and see if we can get this thing, you know, going. Give it a heartbeat. All right. I got I got one more for you. You, uh, right. you mentioned your son. He is going to be a sophomore at North Dakota State? Freshman now? at North Dakota State. And uh, runs track there, right? And he's a part-time basketball manager. And you guys are playing North Dakota State twice this year, home so had, and yeah. away. Daughter's out here at San Jose State, by the way, um, uh, and she uh, uh, takes all the digital pictures at games and does an outstanding nice. job. At games, a Division One athlete. We met your daughter. State. Yeah, we met your daughter last year. The final mm-hmm. four. Yeah, she's great. Uh, two years ago, was that New Orleans? Final I don't four. Yeah, yeah, New Orleans. yeah. Final four. Yeah. So, so, uh, so I had seven games to get in June. Everybody was kicking scheduling back and back and back. That's the other thing that hurts scheduling, you guys, is the transfer portal and all the stuff that happens with all the spring recruiting now. Yeah. You, you just kick scheduling down the road and down the road. And that hurts us. You know, that hurts the schedule. That hurts the, you know, what's going on. So I had seven games to get. So in 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 one day, literally, took Montana home and away same season, North Dakota State home and away same season, and scheduled Irvine as my opener. I was just having a bad day and, and, and we did it because, you know, uh, we had a little bit of a retraction in our budget when it came to buy games from the previous year. So I couldn't buy as many games, but Dave Richmond just said, Hey, I think your son, I think Gabe miles wants to see his old man in person. Uh, more Does often. He Does he yeah. really? No, he doesn't. That's just it. He's already tired of me Snapchatting him. And, um, and so he says, um, you know, and I just like, you're right, Dave. He just got me. Dave Richmond, he's he's sly. Smart, smart man. Smart Dumb man. Like and so I great uh, set of shoulders so I, on him, right, Tim? He's got shoulders now. <laughs> we call yeah. Uh, he's a good bodyguard when you need him at the final four. All right. Well, listen, we're gonna let you go because I don't want you to be out coached by Julio Lopez tonight. Here's the deal about this one. This obviously is the best episode of the Mount West podcast that'll probably ever happen. So I just, you're, you're welcome, boys. We came out strong. We did, honestly, we did what college basketball didn't do. You think Leon Rice can do this? We think came Richard out strong. Oh, uh, Leon's going to be good. We're, we're just going to have Leon's kid make fun of Leon. The entire, that, the entire, now that's a podcast. He'll do All right, that. Tim, Tim, as a professional media member here, I need you to take us home. Close out the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to love the Mount West podcast. Catch Jeff, catch Rob every week, wrapping up what's going on, the exciting things in the Mount West. They've got it for you. They know all the guys. They know all the background information. And if you want the good information, this is where you're going to come from, Mount West.